Petersfield's Shine Radio. Hello dog lovers and welcome to Dogs With Jobs. I'm Kate Fairweather and today we're taking a bit of a deep dive into the use of dogs in welfare uh, within the police. And the star of today's episode is Champ, who's a yellow Labrador. And uh, although it's a long way away, he's working in Australia in the Victoria Police. Uh, he also came through a Petersfield contact of my co-producer John Wellsman's wife, Jan. So there's a kind of roundabout link directly into the locality. But I also thought that it was a really interesting comparison with the other two dogs that you may have heard on Dogs With Jobs. Keo, the well-being dog in the police, and Mabel, who works as a support worker in the fire service. And this dog, Champ, is another example or iteration of mental health support work within environments in the emergency services. And of course, in the course of their duties, police officers, fire officers, anyone working within the emergency services can be subject to some very distressing um, experiences. But the people that we're talking to today, which are Carla McIntyre and Cheryl Goad, are perhaps working in one of the most stressful areas that it's possible, I think, for people to work in. And the interesting thing about today's interview is that we're hearing both from Champ's handler, but also from uh, someone with a little bird's eye view as a, a sort of management overview of the impact that Champ is having in his work. And so it's just a really nice little interview. So um I hope you enjoy it. Let's dive in. Well, this is an exciting call because uh, Dogs With Jobs this month is uh, on the other side of the world. I'm speaking to Cheryl Goad and Carla McIntyre of the Victoria Police in Australia, all the way down under from us. So um, it's lovely to have you both on. Thank you both for joining me. And uh, we're here to talk about a very special dog. Cheryl, tell us about him. What's his name and what well, does he do? He's a very special employee at the jacket office and his name is Champ. And what's the jacket office? Uh, jacket stands for the Joint Anti-Child Exploitation Team. So predominantly we investigate online um, offending against children or that involves children. And what does Champ do at work? Champ is basically a support dog. He's there to um, provide support for anyone who is needing it or he's just kind of like a, a almost a feel-good dog. We actually named him. We came up with a few suggestions of what we wanted to call him. We didn't want to call him just a support dog, so we came up with the term engagement dog. So that's what he's there for, to engage with people, um, encourage people to take a break, take him for a walk, take their focus away from some of the work that they're doing and um, have a play with him and just to, uh, I guess, bring down some of the pressures that can be involved in our work type. And and is he with you all day, every day? How What, what, does, a, what does a typical day look like for Champ? Well, he comes in to work with me every day. Um, he catches the train in and he uh, spends a day predominantly in our office, but he does does go out for the coffee at about 9.30 when we all <laughs> go out for coffee. He meets everybody at, at work. Um, he does sometimes go to other departments, but, yeah, he's basically in our office 
um, every day for the members of the jacket office and he does that five days a week pretty much year round. What I was really impressed with, because we had a little chat, didn't we, um, a yes. week or so ago, a little pre-chat, and what I was really impressed with was how CHAMP is completely part of the unit. Um, in the UK, we have uh, well-being support dogs that go in and visit, but they're almost being used like therapy dogs. They're not a mm. part of the working environment. But then I'm guessing that that people working in this field of anti-child exploitation are probably living through stresses and being subject subject to you know more upsetting things on an ongoing basis is is that why you've got a full-time engagement dog working in the jacket department yeah pretty much um our work doesn't stop once we're in there um in the office with what we're um looking at or um we put together briefs of evidence and that's um, also having to describe what um, the offending is about as well. So it's not just looking at the material, it's just being completely involved in the material and sometimes you just need that break. And Champ is great for that because sometimes he'll just wander around and put his head on someone's lap or um, bring a toy to you and, and want to be chased around the office for a bit. And just that moment of taking someone's focus and attention away from what they're doing may just be enough for them just to have a break because we're also everyone gets in, involved in their work it's easy for us to say everyone should take a break every now and then but when champ comes up to you to do that it's much easier to take your focus away almost like a nudge yes yeah, like a nudge like a take a break than a take a break nudge and so within the work environment, is Champ freewheeling? Does he do whatever he likes? So do you find that he will come to you or go to particular people? How does it work? Yes, he is. He he wears a jacket into the office. Um, so he's in work mode when he's wearing that jacket and we do give him some time out um, to take the jacket off. And that's when he will generally pick up his toys and and try and get someone to chase him around the office, and um, we do do that. He does turn a different side to himself when he's when he's off work mode, um, but he needs that, I guess, too. And I think everyone really enjoys that because it's 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 quite funny and it's fun. But um, yeah, he just wanders around around the office when he's got his jacket on and, and sits with different um, people at different parts of the day. So when he's in the office. How do you think he has a sense for who needs him? Do you think he's detecting or sort of mindful of individuals' mental state when he comes in? I think that's a really difficult one to answer because I don't know what is happening for somebody else. So if he does go to someone, I don't know necessarily um why it is or what he's picking up on unless somebody tells me anecdotally i have had people say to me um and it may be in our office or it may even be when we've gone into the the cafeteria um with where everyone meets um that champ has come straight up to them and they've said i was having such a bad day i reckon he picked up on that because he's come straight to me so 
I know sometimes when I've had it, I remember once I was having a really bad day and I was in the kitchen and he came and laid on my feet. He's never done that before um, and he hasn't done it since. But, you know, did he pick up on that date? Maybe. I like to think that he probably did because he was so close on me. Um, and other people have sort of said that um, they feel that he has picked up on. But it's really only for that person to know, I think. Carla, do you have a thought on that? Yeah, I do actually, Kate. Um, being the manager in the office, there's obviously times where I've had to have difficult conversations with people and it wasn't – it was shortly after I arrived at Jacket and hadn't had a lot to do with Champ. I was initially just convinced he was um, – after everyone's treats that sit on their desk and he was he was um, <laughs> driven by that. But uh, I actually had to have a difficult conversation with a member within the office and um, and then brought the whole office in and straight away Champ went straight to that member and sat by his side while we had the conversation with the office about something that was quite difficult to talk about. Um, so I was uh, convinced from then on that there is – um, Champ does have a really deep understanding as to who he needs to support and who he doesn't. Um, but as I said, up until then, I was convinced it was all food. <laughs> but, uh, it, it really showed me that there was significant benefit in the work that he does in the office um, and, and the result that he provides in, in the support that he provides to everyone. So interesting and I guess as a manager because you're not in that close close relationship that Cheryl is with Champ um, you're getting a slightly bird's eye view of that as well aren't you? Yeah definitely and and it's interesting to see who he comes in each day and and yes he does have his favourites he knows who is going to throw the toy and who's going to run, run around and crash into things with him but um, yeah as a manager it's probably a, a valuable tool to sit back and watch and see who's he actually drawn to on that day how did he arrive how did you get together was was this a is this a one-off or is this a common thing give give me a sense of 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 this as a concept having a dog with you in the office all the time it was a fairly organic way in how he came to us actually um it's a bit of a convoluted story but one of the members in our office had um connection with champ's um breeder or trainer and uh, she had put out the call for um, some people to be fosters for her new litter um, until they were old enough to um, start their training as um, support dogs. And he had said to our inspector at the time, um, I'm going to be taking on this dog and is it okay if I bring it into the office a few days a week so it can get used to being around people, get used to being on public transport, used to being in the city. And so she had put out an, um, an email to everyone saying um, what is everyone's thoughts about that, if there were any concerns um, to get back to her. I think my, my email was my only concern is how much work I'll get done during the day with a puppy in the <laughs> office. But um, I presume that everybody had pretty much a very positive response as well. Um, unfortunately, it didn't work out with him um, taking on that uh, foster puppy. But my inspector at the time was very much welfare-driven um, and I think she thought, well, oh, this could be an opportunity when the trainer or uh, breeder comes down um, I think at that point pre-COVID she was coming down once a month and she would, um, with her dogs, do the training, get them used to being in the city and on trains, et cetera, used to noises and people. 
Um, and the inspector said, well, whenever you're in the city, how about popping into our office? Because I'm sure my, this is the kind of work my members do and I think they'd get a lot out of having some downtime and um, meeting a dog and just, you know, having that 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 time. And um, she, I think she was really kind of impressed with the work that we did and said, I could do one better than that. I've got a, I've got a dog that I'm prepared to give you so it was a pilot program to start with of six months and um that was four years ago (laughs) wow so obviously going very strong indeed so i would say it's been deemed fairly successful we did a um a survey after the six months to try and measure what his um the benefits of him being in the office were and that was put out to our office and some a couple of other departments who had um, some contact with Champ, and overall, it was it was overwhelmingly positive. Um, so that was great, and that really cemented him in the office then. And I did another follow up survey in August last year, and um, we had about seventy seven responses back. So it was just handed out and left out for people, and overwhelming, overwhelming in the positive. Um, and just just the scale of response there tells a story doesn't it I I work in my day job in an office-based environment and getting people to participate in surveys isn't always that easy so you know (laughs) the fact people bothered to fill it in uh, quite apart from all the positivity coming back um, that certainly shows you were onto something so remembering what it was like before champ was in the office and now having champ in the office you know is is there a distinct difference that you can describe I think he certainly brings some light-heartedness to the office and I think people have we've probably all got so used to him being there now um that if he's not and it's not very often that he's not there, um, but on the occasion where he hasn't been in, people have sort of said the next day, oh, I really could really notice Champ not being in. And I think if he wasn't there now, I, it would be a very different office. I think he would be really noticed. It's kind of difficult once you get used to something and you just take it for granted that it's always there. It just, you know, just creeps up on you. You're kind yeah. of like, oh, yeah, he's just there. But once it's gone, I think it would be really noticeable. Yeah, so people look around it. for him a lot. I think he's, you know, when he's in, people will, or if he goes out for a moment, people will be like, oh, I haven't seen Champ. Where's Champ? So he is noticed for sure. Does he have relationships with everyone in the office? Is he um, your dog? When you get into work and he's got his jacket on and he's in work mode, does he, do you think he's your dog in the office or do you think he's part of the wider team? Oh, no, he's definitely part of the wider team. Yeah, absolutely. And people engage in him with him in different ways, whichever way they want to. There will be people who take him um, for walks up to the local gardens. Um, people take him up to court. They love to see him at court whenever we have to go up there. Um, he goes out for coffees with people. He's got his um, his play people who will chase him around so he knows who you know, who will um, throw toys to him. And, um, yeah, so he, he has different people for different things, I think. Yeah. Which presumably, I mean, that sounds quite satisfying as a work environment for him because he's got variety within the context of an office. He gets to go out and have different... Yeah, he gets, a, he gets a lot of stimulation and I think he's probably one of the luckiest dogs I know for sure. 
Oh, does he get excited when you go to work? Is he clear about? Oh yes, uh, yes, absolutely. He's um, certainly the most enthusiastic uh, member on, a, particularly on a Monday morning. I think yeah. he kind of misses it. And um, I take off his lead once we get into the foyer door, and he trots into work to the lift well. He just takes himself there, and and I I'm always sort of like lagging behind because he's he's in front of me, and then I hear people from the lift voice saying, oh, hey, champ, hey, champ, how are you doing? <laughs> so it's not even people just in our office. He brings a lot to people within Victoria Police within that building and mm-hmm. that's a lot of feedback that I get that people will say to me, um, even if they've just seen him when they arrive or they've got a lift with him, they'll just say, oh, that's just made my day. One of the things that I think is I was very taken with when we were talking and I am very taken with is having a dog that is really completely part of the office environment and part of the team because it's unusual. Mm. You know, we we tend to have the therapy dog type model with visiting workplaces where it's a you know, it's a it's a temporary respite for whoever's being visited but it's not Mm. part of the fabric of office life in the way that you're describing and which sounds to me quite innovative yeah he's 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 in with everything we have office meetings he'll come into the meetings (laughs) and he doesn't like to be left out so if we're all in the meeting room he's in the meeting room and how long do you think he'll keep working for because like I think is he from working stock it's hard to it's hard to know. I mean, he's he's six. He'll be six at the end of July. Um, I guess that will be up to um, Tessa what she believes his working or end of working life should look like. Um, Tessa Stowe is from Canine Support Dogs, and she still owns Champ. Um, so I guess it will depend on um, how his health is going and. Um, how long he wants to keep it going i can't i can't imagine him not being there but i guess that is something we'd have to look at down the track i don't try to think about that too much really well no i guess what i wasn't i wasn't really thinking about him stopping work i was thinking about the fact that originally this was a pilot and i wondered where it would go or could go longer term within the victoria police and just in oh do you mean not just champ within correct dogs in general okay um yeah, it's definitely um, – there's a lot more interest from different areas of Victoria Police um, who are looking at a similar type of program. Um, there is another dog from Tessa's um, breeding program that is out at the Victoria Police Academy and um, River's been there for a couple of years now and has been doing quite successful out there as well. Um, she kind of assists um, the recruits with their training when they've had some stressful moments of like exam-wise or whatever they undergo. Um, but I've had a few a few different areas contact me as to, um, you know, how they might put a proposal together to um, – to try and, and look at getting the same sort of program within their office. So I think down the track it may well be something that we'll see a lot more of. I yeah, think the benefits way, become understood. Yes, and, and you're obviously surveying and measuring and monitoring it at the same time. That's what I think is really impressive, actually. <laughs> that, that's what feels really fresh and exciting, that you're looking properly mm. and strategically 
be about the impact of the dog in the workplace and that isn't yeah. something you know I, I, I think that's quite advanced you know because you're taking into account the dog's welfare but you're taking a very holistic view of the workplace and everyone within it which is what I think is mm. so interesting um and I, I'm guessing Cheryl that Victoria Police has police dogs general purpose police dogs just like every police force all over the world yes we do yes we have um you've got general duties and and, and yep passive um alert um de- or detection dogs and things yes so in a way, it's kind of logical, isn't it, where you have dog know-how and understanding and training and handling capability within a service organisation like the police to start bringing in dogs for a different purpose. It, it's kind of it, it seems logical and almost like an extension rather than a totally novel thing. Does that make sense? It does, but I guess it's it's still taking quite a while for something like that to come about. But I think it is fairly new ish in this kind of space so I think it, it will probably be something that we'll see a lot more of but um yeah champ was he was being the original pilot exciting exciting to be part of it as well I guess it is actually it really is yes it's not even actually um Victoria police departments that we get um queries from I've had them from now um interstate so from New South Wales police um from New Zealand police um, from Australian Federal Police. So uh, there's a lot of people who seem to know about um, Champ and how he works in our office, so I get a lot of queries from a lot of places. Yeah, interesting and very inspiring. How exciting to be part of a kind of pilot that could go much, much wider than than your particular unit, though it yeah. sounds as though it's exactly the kind of workplace where you would see and appreciate what a dog could bring quite early on. Yeah. What a fascinating insight and so much similarity and yet key differences with how we're doing it over here in the UK. And perhaps you are somewhere else and uh, perhaps you know of dogs in emergency services and other environments that would stand a comparison, in which case, please get in touch. You can find me at team at shineradio.uk. You can also find more photographs and information about this particular dog, Champ, on shineradio.uk forward slash dogs with jobs and as usual i'm always fascinated and dying to meet dogs with interesting jobs so if you know one please get in touch i'd love to hear from you i'll be back in a fortnight's time so have a great couple of weeks dogs with jobs presented by kate fairweather and produced with john wellsman come on petersfield let's build a band a beat from dragon street and a snare from the square, a bass from Penn's Place, a gliss from Liss, and a fill from Bell Hill. Ooh, some vocals from us locals, and the Dave Gilmore of Tilmore. Only Petersfield's Shine Radio plays original music from local musicians. The Local Showcase with Mandy P is sponsored by Brickyard Studios. Petersfield's professional recording studio, rehearsal space and PA hire. The Local Showcase, Thursday nights at 9 and always online at shineradio.uk.